is your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, drugs, disease, training, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We're going to get to those questions in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. So glad to be here. Yeah, me too. You know, one of the things I'm looking forward to this year, 2018, Mm -hmm. I've been talking about this a lot. There's just a lot of really good news right now. You know, the economy seems to be doing really well. The stock market is doing so well, it's starting to worry me. Um, We are, like, setting stock market records every single day. I, I can remember when I first started getting involved in finance and I I went to a a big financial seminar and I was actually there in the seminar on the day they started referring to as Black Monday. We had a huge meltdown in the market on the first day of the seminar. It was kind of interesting. But back then, if I remember right, the Dow was in like the six or 7,000 range and took a big hit. The Dow is now over 25,000. That, that is just numbers I never thought we were going to see. Not in my lifetime. So I, I'm, I'm almost a little worried about the market itself, the stock market, because sometimes when you know, we get to this point, it, it's the sign of a, maybe a bubble. But the economy is doing really well. The fundamentals are good. We just got this big tax break we talked about on our last destination health show and i've talked about on every show because this is a big deal it's a big deal for business it's a big deal for our country um our economy is complicated anybody that tells you for sure well because of that this is what's going to happen they're either you know fooling themselves or they're just lying um it's next to impossible to predict something as big as our economy but the signs are good so I, I'm I'm excited about the uh, the industry. I'm excited about us as a company. We're growing. Um, we're helping a lot of people. I want to help more people. And I look at all the projects we've got going on, and all the projects I'd like to work on. And and I just know this is going to be a really really busy year. So. What I'm excited about is everything I've learned about nutrition and sleep and stress. Um, I, I think that I'm going to be able to manage that a lot better this year. You know, in the past when we got this busy, my health suffered from oh, it. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that mm-hmm. to happen this time. As much as I want to help people, I can't help anybody if my health suffers. You know, we have to take care of ourselves first. But I, I, I'm excited now to know that I understand how you can work that hard and, and push yourself that way and stay healthy. You have to make time for for those other things we talk about. You know, I have to be discipline on the diet is easy for me. That that is just a no brainer now. Um, and that's the beauty of when you create habits. 
then they become easy. You know, it's a habit. It just happens. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to work at it. Now I'm working on getting my sleep and my stress habits so that they're automatic. So that, you know, I just meditate every day without even thinking about it. I go to sleep at the same time, get up at the same time, keep good sleep hygiene. I mean, all the things I know, now I need to practice them over and over and over until they become habits And then I could see how you can really push yourself and put that much time into work and stay healthy doing it. You know, that's really neat. I was was reading a book about um, minimalist, minimalist mindset, and um, I learned, it became apparent to me when we moved, when we had to move two and a half years ago, how much crap we let into our life and into (laughs) our homes and... And, uh, you know, and so we purged all that. So it's really careful, like, and I liked it. I mean, suddenly, and you don't realize what clutter might do. And I might even say, like, you know, too many pictures on a wall. You know, something like that that we think is great, but we have to step back and look at it. Um, So I've been really careful down here when we moved of what I bring into our home, into our life, um, to not clutter it. And, you know, that could be physical things, but there's also other things we let in, you know, like with technology and TV, all that kind of stuff. Um, and there was one line in this book that just really stuck out with me. Um, and it said, if I wanted to add something to my life, I was going to need to focus on what I would be eliminating first. And you, know, you can't just keep adding things, adding things, adding things to your life, you know, and like that, even with health, you know, all the different things we're learning and prepping for your talk and prepping for home and that kind of stuff. It takes time and it takes a, um intentional effort. Just like you talking about sleep, you have to intentionally do that. And there might be some things you eliminate from your day to make bring sleep up on a priority. And um, this is just something I've been focusing on this week, too, is just to take a look around and be aware and say, okay, where's the priorities at and what goes down the list or that can be eliminated to make it uh, – a priority because I'm sure in the past when you did that project after project after project, you didn't even think about health. You just you know uh, right. You, you just uh, just push through. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you mm-hmm. one of the things. But now I, we know. Now we know. Now we know. That's right, and that's the whole point. You know, we we want to get better, learn more. But you know, I think it's more important to do what you know. You know, there's so much we already know that we don't prioritize enough and do. So it, it's not like you have to learn all this mm-hmm, new stuff mm-hmm. about health. We know. Right. I mean, we just have to do more of it. And, you know, you mentioned, you're right. If something's going to change, it almost always means you have to give something up. And what I gave up to improve my sleep was something that's very, very dear to me. And that is I don't read at night anymore. Mm. I love reading. I mean, but it probably comes back. Go ahead. Because you're rested, then you're, you know, because you're rested. I bet it comes back to you. Know, like you think you're giving it up, but I bet you find a oh, you have for all you teach us. You read so much, but you probably find a different. Yeah, I just have to put it because you feel better all around in general. Yeah, I have to put it into a different place in my day. You know, it, it seemed logical. You know, with all the reading I do. To read late at night. There's nothing else going on. There's nobody distracting me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can read anywhere. So I, I would read in bed. What I realized was, though, reading even like a trashy novel. I mean, almost any reading stimulates my mind. And, and that stops me from sleeping mm-hmm. as well. 
So as much as I love reading mm-hmm. and as much as I thought that was a great use of my time to read at that time of night, when I stopped it, my sleep improved. So, but what mm-hmm. I do find, you're right. Okay. Now, because my sleep is so much better, the time that I do set aside during the day to read is more productive. I, I don't have to read the same thing four times before I finally get it. You know, I, my, yeah. mind, my mind's clear, <laughs> yeah. it's sharper, so my, my time is more efficient. Whereas reading late at night when I was already tired, I wasn't retaining as much. It was keeping me awake because I would start thinking about ideas and things. And so, it, it you know, that, that was a big thing, though. That was hard for me to say, no, I'm, I'm not going to read. I've been reading at night my whole life. I mean, I started reading a lot in, like, third grade. And reading in bed is something I've done my whole life. But now I realize it's just not a great practice. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great that you have. Yeah, I have been. That's what I'm reflecting on. I've been very disciplined about when it's time to go to bed, whatever time I set. And 10 to 1030 seems Mm -hmm. to work pretty well for me. Nothing else. I walk into a dark bedroom, get in bed and go to sleep. No other distractions, you know, in the bedroom when it's time to sleep. And and I, I'll tell you one other simple thing that I, I'm going to do some more testing on this, but I don't think it's a fluke. Um, remember, I told you I had I hit a hundred twice on the sleep score. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I went back and I tried to figure out everything that might have been different those days, and. and then I tried something, and I didn't get 100, but I got two really high scores again. And I did this with a couple days in between, taking a shower at night before I go to bed instead of in the morning. Helps my sleep, it seems okay. like, quite a bit. And there's some science behind this that, that part of the whole sleep trigger, your body temperature actually starts to drop. And as your body temperature is dropping... That's part of the sleep trigger and the sleep cycle. So by taking a hot shower and raising your body temperature, then it forces itself to cool down, and the cool-down process starts that sleep cycle. So there is some science behind this, and I've read it many times, and I thought, oh, that's not going to make much of a difference. But now with these really accurate sleep trackers I'm using... So far, it looks like it is making a pretty significant difference. So I'm going to do some more testing on that one. And uh, there's the music. So we'll get to a break. We'll come right back. We're going to get to your calls and questions. Stick around. Kevin Rothfield.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about sleep again, one of our, our big topics. Um, so, Kim, it, it, it's, uh, I, I've said this before, but it's turning out that sleep it, and stress, too, they're tied very closely together. It's a lot like everything mm-hmm. we learned about diet. Our current lifestyle is almost everything about our lifestyle is screwing up our sleep. And there's no magic bullet. There's no one supplement you're going to take that's going to help you sleep better. There, it, it's doing the right things consistently over and over and over. And the longer you do them, the better things get. Yeah, I agree completely. And ever, all of us could use that. Yes, absolutely. So anything else? Should we get to some calls? No, uh-uh. let's get some calls. All right, let's do that. Let's get started in Texas. Cheryl, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Happy New Year. Hey there. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, I've got a couple of unrelated questions for you. And the first one's got a brief feel-good story. I, uh, I volunteered at a local animal shelter when I found myself with a forced 12 days off there around Christmas to New Year's, and I rescued this little dog that came in. She had a broken leg, and she was scheduled to have the leg amputated. The vet and the shelter felt that was the cheapest and logistically simplest, you know, thing for them, and uh, I just couldn't let it happen. Family, friend, landlord, it's a vet. And he says, look, yeah, five, $4,000 surgery is a bit much, but I've got an $800 procedure. Get me the x-rays. I think we'll see if we can save her leg. Long story short, I brought her home. She's got six pins stuck through her leg, but she's got all four of them, and uh, she's recovering. And I've been trying to find information on what can I add to her food to really help promote this healing. And I thought, you know, I know a guy who probably has some ideas. <laughs> um... She's a little husky mix. Too. Okay. So, you know, the one thing I'll tell people is is just like when it comes to, you know, true medical procedures with humans, that we have doctors for a reason. I, I'm not completely anti-medical um, for trauma, surgeries, things like that. We have an amazing medical system. Doctors are good people. We just have a broken system. So I, I don't try to be, you know, a medical professional. I deal with nutrition and health. So, you know, I'll I'll speak in general. I I don't know what we're supposed to do for a dog for aftercare. I'm sure they gave you lots of instructions. You know, I I try to keep this really simple. I would try to feed the dog the most nutrient-dense food it will eat. And that's the same thing I do for my dog every single day. So, you know, salmon, with salmon, make sure it's completely cooked. You don't ever want to feed a dog, uh, like I eat my salmon rare or raw sometimes, sushi. You never want to give a dog undercooked salmon. So make sure when you cook salmon. And I'll tell you something most dogs absolutely go nuts over. If you get a nice big salmon filet and you take the skin off of it and then put it in an oven on like 200 degrees and just let it go in there, and it'll it'll get really dry, uh-huh. really dry and brittle. 
my dog goes nuts over those things. Like, I, there's no place in the house I can hide them that he doesn't sit there and stare <laughs> at the door because he knows they're there. So, like... It, it, you know, I overcooked my salmon fillets, and I gave her the skin, and it was like the big ears. It just didn't last as long. <laughs> exactly. And, and there's lots of nutrition in there, and they can eat the salmon. But, you know, beef liver, chicken liver, you know, I almost any time okay. I, I feed Diesel, I'll pour a little bone broth over his food. So they're getting the nutrients from the bone broth. Okay. and So, you know, all those same things that we know are nutrient-dense. Um, I just lean more towards protein than fat. So in my diet, I always lean towards fat okay, first. Okay, that was what I was wondering. Yeah, go easier on mm-hmm. the fat with dogs and go heavier on the protein. Okay, and then what about like sprinkling like some collagen in there too that, to help with the bone healing? That's that, fine. Would that help? Yep, and probiotics. You can open up probiotic capsules, sprinkle yeah, those on she's their food. On, yeah, she's on antibiotics for to prevent the infection. Right. Um, like I said, there's like six rods going through her leg. Yeah. So trying to hold it, you know, holding it together. And uh, okay. Yeah. So you could go heavy on the probiotics to, uh, to help cover that. I'll tell you another thing um, that Diesel absolutely goes nuts over. It's a nightly thing. I, there's no way I could ever skip a night. Um, I buy <laughs> marrow bones that are sliced thin. So you know they. Most of the time, they're about the size of a silver dollar and maybe a quarter to a half inch thick. They're sliced that way. I get them from a company called U.S. Wellness Meats. Okay. And and they're, they have a bunch of different bones. These are called thin marrow bones. And I buy like 20 bags at a time, and I put them in the freezer. And I just pull them right out of the freezer and give okay. them to Diesel. It's like a you know a bone marrow popsicle, and he goes absolutely okay. nuts over those. The bone marrow is really good for them, and the the natural bone when they chew on it keeps their teeth clean. So it's just a really healthy treat for them. Okay, I'll look at I'll look that up. Excellent, thank you. And the final part of this feel good story is. Uh, but the vet, like I said, he's a family friend. He's helping out. He's going to try to do, you know, handle as much of this at cost as possible. And I managed to raise six hundred dollars through GoFundMe oh, uh, wow. to contribute to it. Yeah, it's just, it's just awesome. Oh, Only God. eighteen months old. She just she deserved a better shot. <laughs> she seems to love the drug. She's ready to get in and out, even though I can't let her. So uh, I, I I think uh, it feels good. It's a great start to the year. Good. Um, and then, okay, I've got a friend who is, I feel, heading right down that traditional path, um, including having been diagnosed with gout like 16, 17 years ago. He's managed to avoid the traditional meta, what do they call those, biologics? Yes. Um, yeah. By following the typical protocol. You know, so no nuts, no this, no that. Right. And I'm worried he's having like blood sugar issues about two three o'clock in the morning yep. we finally found the carb protein combo that he's comfortable eating to try to stave off that two three in the morning low blood sugar bout and um i'm trying to find a way to convince him that it's not those foods 
it seems like it, and I remember you talking to somebody. So what what can I tell him to convince him that there's a, a better way and he'll be happier with what he's eating? He does eat a low-fat diet, and he's overweight, and, you know. Well, the one thing I have very little advice on is how to convince anybody of anything. Um <sighs> There's yeah. that. I guess I need the words. I need the. I need a better ammunition. I guess would be the, you, the way to put it. You know, I, the one thing if you could get him to, going. to do a little research on is the 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 medical community blames gout on the foods that aggravate gout, and they clearly do. So they'll tell you to avoid beef, avoid seafood, yes. avoid anything with purines. And if you do that, you do get less symptoms. Yes. There's no question. The problem that they... Okay. But, okay. So they aggravate the ground, but they don't, they the don't, gout, cause, but they don't it. cause it. Correct. And that's where the confusion okay, comes in. Okay, good. Everybody All believes, right. oh, well, the, if those that's... foods aggravate it, they must have caused it. No, it's very clear what causes it. High fructose consumption is what causes gout. Okay. Two arrows in my quiver. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I had the bow. Yeah. I was taking aim, and I went to grab in my quiver, and I went, oh, I got nothing. Yeah. High- <laughs> but pure faith, man. It's so by rocking. Yeah. High, high, fruit, high fructose. And, and in the beginning, it, it does make sense to avoid some of those foods. But ultimately, you want to get those foods back in the diet because they are the nutrient-dense foods. We don't want to be eating low-fat and, you know, avoiding the proteins. But we've got to clear up the gout first. So it's almost the idea of the last caller with uh, diverticulitis. We've got to get rid of a lot of things first to let the and body an elimination heal. elimination diet? Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, Excellent. Excellent. That, that, yeah. That's what I needed. Actually, I didn't have the, the I didn't have the, the, the reasons. It was like, okay, I know that these foods aren't the cause, but right. I can't figure. I don't remember what the cause was, and so okay, great. Uh, thank you so much. And you guys, just, my life has changed for the better across the board between the business and the trucking and my health. And Excellent. you know, you guys are leaving an amazing legacy behind. And I'm going to try to spread it as much as I can. Well, thank you. <laughs> we awesome, appreciate Sarah. that. There's the music. We've got to get to a break. We'll be right back with more stuff. Stick around. Kevin Rothbard.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we're going to get right back to the phone calls. We are heading off to Indiana. Steve, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin and Kim. Uh, Before I get to the uh, health insurance, uh, 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 association health insurance plan, uh, the stock market dropped 508 points on October 19th, 1987, uh, from 2246 uh, to 1738. It was 22.6%. And in today's market, that means it would drop down to about 19,500 in one day. So uh, we're about 11 or 12 times greater right now of a market size than we were then. So uh, that tells you, you know, that would be a, um, that would be a panic situation. It'd be like these Bitcoin guys were last week when there's yeah, <laughs> that's right percent in, in an hour, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, as far as the association health plans, uh, uh, you, you you know it was not going to take quite as much as you had said. This was actually an executive order from our president a few months, a couple of months ago, a few months ago, and uh, the story this week was from the Department of Labor. They are formulating the rules. Oh, okay. So this can happen. Oh, uh, well. because it it is an executive order, which means that that Congress you know really has no say in it other than the fact that they could come in and, and pass a law saying it couldn't happen. But any future president with the swipe of a pen could do what Trump has done to all of the Obama bad regulations. They could they could make it go away, you know. And yeah, uh, but then yeah. I have a feeling pitchforks would be in the future. Because <laughs> That's right. By then the you know the, the the genie will be out of the bottle. People will have actually really good health uh, insurance at that point uh, that really works for them and not for the doctors and not for the insurance companies, pharmaceuticals. It'll actually work for me and you at that point. So so I think you better go ahead and pretty soon try to consider getting together a group i mean there, there's so many groups out here now just think the nra would have three million <laughs> yeah. members that would be possibilities yeah. going into one health plan right uh oh right. has got 160,000 members uh nastic probably has 70 or 80,000 members i mean i would right. imagine uh, small small fleet of uh, small carriers think about all the different ones i mean you know you may look at it and find that there's enough associations out there if they're doing their due diligence so you might want to you may want to talk with dave owen over at nastic or or talk with some of your you know mark reddick or some of the people over it that you know over at uh oida and you know find out what are y'all's plans you know and uh, uh because because yeah it needs to be done uh, by somebody if not them I mean, I'm sure you try to find a little more time in your schedule to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, it, but, uh, it, yeah, I mean, somebody needs to do it. The idea has always been on my shelf because it was there once. You know, so it, it's something that I've talked with other groups about so that we could get our numbers up pretty quickly. You know, we have 60 or 70,000 members on our website. Um, there are a couple big groups I work with that I've thrown around this association idea before, not just for health insurance either, for, for a lot of things. I think, we, I think we're still lacking an association in this industry that really focuses on business and education, which is what almost every other association in every other industry specializes in. We don't seem to have anybody that does that. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so I think y'all, I think you're, you know, you're on the right track. But I think you, you may want to, uh, if they, if, you know, if they come out with these rules in the next two or three months, I'm hoping to see, sometimes later this year, uh, viable plans out there. Yeah. Because the uh, yeah. the all the big insurance companies, they're going to see a group that size, and they're going to see the opportunity uh, to let's, you know, let's get something that'll pattern right and. And business people will be looking at the possibility of having HSAs and and, and more catastrophic type policies uh, than having the comprehensive, you know, uh, uh, head to toe, womb to tomb, yeah. Uh, well, you know, policies like the government wants you to have. Well, and 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 that may be the difference, and that may be the reason that I wouldn't align myself with another group just based on principle alone. If I were to do something, I'm very sure if it if if it works out because insurance can get tricky. But my my want would be that we only offer HSAs and high deductible plans because I think that's what everybody should have. I think that's what it's going to take to fix this problem in the long term. So I, I would be hesitant because a lot of other groups might want to offer all kinds of plans and all kinds of different options and and. I think I would go with, look, we're, we're just going to be real clear here. We're going to do what we think is right for everybody, and a, a lot of people may not like that. So we'll see. You know what? I, you reminded me. I reported on this a couple months ago, and I said then it was an executive order. I think what confused me is I was scrolling through headlines the other day, and I saw that article where they were formulating the rules and I tried taking a shortcut. I didn't read the article. I only read the headline, and I assumed they were talking about Congress. But you're, you're absolutely right. I reported it was an executive order. Yeah, that that was the Department of Labor. Yeah, uh, they're the ones that would be uh, tasked with doing that. Uh, another thing, if you you know you're going to be like you say with principal doing it the way you're looking at doing it, uh, I would urge you, and I'll probably send you an email with contact information. Uh, in Wichita, Kansas, there's a group, uh, Josh Umber, Dr. Josh Umber has it. He has over 20,000 uh, members in his uh, group there in town. Uh, all the, all the, uh, and it, this is for everyday health needs. So you, you can just have a catastrophic policy and then have his group, but they have all doctors in there. It's, it's $10 a month for children, $50 a month for adults. And you have unlimited visits. You can go in there every day for the year, and you don't have to pay anything extra. Right. They have uh, they they charge fifteen or twenty cents for uh, for X rays. They have all the <laughs> equipment. Uh, they they actually dispense the medication for a couple of bucks for a whole thirty day supply. Right. Uh, because they negotiate ninety five percent reductions from the in, from the uh, pharmaceutical companies. But that you know a, an actual group like that for the everyday uh, medical needs, and then a catastrophic for just, God forbid, all of a sudden you find you, you've got cancer and you got to fight it with hundreds of thousands of dollars of somebody else's money. Yeah. And that's what insurance companies, that's what insurance is, is right. using other people's money. Uh, you know, you would you would have that, and, and your catastrophic plan would be so inexpensive at that point because you wouldn't have the, the nickel and dime every day that the insurance companies having to go through all of these claims for small stuff, it would all be for the big stuff at that point. So I, uh, I'll try to get uh, contact information of of his for you because he does. He actually uh, sets these groups up all over the country now, 
uh, in addition to having – he's had his group for a number of years there, and they've got some of the best health care in the country right there because of him and his group. And they've got every doctor, every different uh, – you know, every different discipline is in there. So, so I think, uh, like I say, there's a lot of positivity coming in, in health care if we get the insurance side of it straight. And that's what's been wrong all along. So that and, and all the natural stuff and everything that y'all do and, and the other groups that are more naturally based like, you know, the NTA, uh, I think the future looks pretty good for medicine overall. You, you know, it does. And you bring up some really good points. I love that model. Absolutely love it. So please send me any information you have. I've seen some things like that. I'd like to see this one. You know, if we sat down and, and you know, I look at the... Um, the doctor that my son is working for now is an NTP. He's in a doctor's office. She's a full MD. She has all the access to testing. She can write prescriptions if she needs to, but she's a big believer in, you know, the natural side of letting the body heal itself first. That's why she hired uh, Michael to work on the nutrition side. Her, her vision for her practice is that she has a comprehensive practice all in one place with you know, things like uh, meditation and acupuncture and nutrition. And she's even talking about having, you know, a, a cafe in the building that serves that kind of food um, and health coaches so that there's a whole team and everybody's working from the natural approach first, but she has the knowledge and, and the experience on the medical side. I think that's awesome. I think if you combined that with the idea of the health sharing ministries, which are pretty awesome, and a catastrophic plan, we could make catastrophic plans dirt cheap, and we could have people be a whole lot healthier and drive the cost of health care way down. Definitely. Definitely. All right, good stuff, Steve. Thanks, Thank for the, thanks for the updates there. I've got to get to a break. The music's playing. Stick around. We'll be right back. Kevin Rutherford. All right, a quick heads up. We're heading into the fourth segment. I may have room for uh, one more question. So if you want to jump in, press one on your phone right now, and I should be able to get to you in this last segment. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. This is Destination Health. I'm going to get right back to some phone calls. Kim's here with me. We're off to Arizona. Rod, welcome to the program. Hi. 
Hey, I got a question real quick about one of these elixirs that they're advertising, you know, one of them snake oil things that cure all deal, and it comes from the marijuana plant, and it's the part of the plant that doesn't make you high and blah, blah, blah. You just take a, a dropper full of that, and it's, it, they claim it knocks down your anxieties, which calms you, which is more or less what you're talking about we're after better sleep better rest less stress right you heard about it what do you think about it uh well you said it was a quick question and it was my answer could be about two or three hours if we had that much time because i've read extensively on this (laughs) and i've actually done a lot of testing (laughs) yeah so i i will probably i haven't heard you talk about it that's why i was you know, I'll, I'll, I hadn't and, ta- heard you talk about it. That's why I was curious. Yeah, when I when I explain it, you'll probably understand why I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about it. Um, there's another thing that I've experimented with extensively for sleep that I don't talk about because drivers can't take advantage of it. I, I'm in Oregon. Cannabis is legal here. Um, there, I've said there's no absolute, you know, one supplement you can take that's going to help you asleep. That's not exactly true. Cannabis works amazing. But it but I've also verified that it does lower your quality of sleep. So for me, and I know this freaks people out, but I, I will use cannabis to go to sleep when like if I've really worked out too hard and my body is just really sore or the other day when I thought I was getting sick, I, I, everybody around me was sick and it felt like I was starting to get it. And I said I slept for 20 hours and I woke up and I was fine. The way I did that was about every four or five hours uh-huh. I woke up and ingested some cannabis and went right back to sleep. It's an amazing sleep aid. Now that's true cannabis with THC. It does get you high, um, it, but it is an amazing sleep aid. But I don't talk about it because drivers can't do it. I mean, not even in the legal states because you just can't have it in your system at all. And it's unfortunate that that we've done that. Um, You know, you're allowed to drink alcohol and drive as long as the alcohol isn't in in your system when you're driving. That may change, but I think it's going to be a very, very long time. So here's the thing. There are two different plants in this group. One is the cannabis plant, which is marijuana, and the other one is the hemp plant. They're very, very similar, except hemp doesn't produce THC. It produces all the other compounds, but there's no THC in hemp, so you can't get high from it. And if you consume a product from hemp, nothing shows up on a drug test because all they're testing for is THC. So... There, the other compound that's it, and there are thousands of compounds in both cannabis and hemp that we know very little about because our government screwed us again. And, you know, they, they, they made both of these plants so illegal that they were classified the same way heroin was classified. And it was illegal to even do any testing on any of these products. So we know almost nothing. Oh. So all of the new research is just that. It's very, very new research because there was no medical testing being done on any of these compounds because it was illegal. 
So here's what I've found in some uh-huh. limited testing that I've done. CBD oil or CBD extracts are what you're talking about. They are claiming they cure everything from cancer yeah. to dementia. Um, and there is some scientific proof behind that. What I've found in some limited testing is if you get the CBD oil from hemp, which is the legal version in all states and drivers could use it, I'm not seeing any big short-term effects. And testing for long-term effects is really difficult. I mean, it's not something I'm going to be able to do. So when I test supplements or you know, foods or whatever, I'm looking for a real short-term effect. You know, cannabis is easy. I smoke it and I go to sleep. That's pretty straightforward. Not a whole lot of testing required there. Um, I tried the CBD oil because they said it should reduce anxiety, help you sleep, all those things. When I got the CBD oil from hemp, I saw almost no results short-term. If I use CBD oil from true marijuana that does have traces of THC in it. Now, it's not enough to get you high, but it's, it's enough that it would probably show up on a drug test, so I would never recommend a driver do it. I, those I actually get some results from. Um, I don't notice a lot sleep. In fact, there's some evidence uh. that, that too much CBD could actually interfere with sleep. So you can, you can get different strains of marijuana that some are really high in THC, some are higher in CBD, um, and they all have different effects. There's a, there's a strain on the market out of Colorado called um, Charlotte's Web that is very, very low in THC, so it won't get you high. It's very, very high in CBD, and they named it Charlotte's Web because there, there's a story about this, a documentary on TV. A little girl named Charlotte had seizures so bad, they tried everything for years and years. The girl couldn't talk, she couldn't walk, she couldn't learn anything because she was having hundreds of seizures a day. Uh-huh. They gave her this, the oil from this marijuana with the high CBD. She stopped seizing almost immediately. Now she walks, she talks, she's, it's just an amazing story. So it it seems to me, with what I've seen so far, that the effects of CBD that are derived from true marijuana seem to be more effective than the CBD oil that's derived from hemp. Now the hemp products might have long-term benefits, but it's just impossible for me to test those kind of things. All right. That answers my uh, plan of action. I second part of my question was if it would show up in drug tests. So I think I'll just leave it all alone till uh, more testing comes around. Thanks yeah. for your answer. Yeah, as far as the drug testing, as long as it you can buy it in a state that, that marijuana is not legal. Like in Oregon, you got to be really careful what you're buying because it could have THC in it because THC is legal here. But if you're in a state like Texas where it's absolutely not legal and you can buy CBD oil, then you know for sure it doesn't have THC and it won't show up on a drug test. I, I just, I've seen some reports and some results where it really does help, and I believe it does. It's just one of those things that I can't show any real quick, short-term benefits. So 
That's uh, that's about all I can say on that one right now. Uh, <laughs> what are you laughing about, Kim? <laughs> I just love the show today. It's such a diverse hit about everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love the questions that people call in with. Yeah. They really are good questions. You know, we have people that are out there reading and paying attention to things and, you know, they're doing their own research. I absolutely love that. <laughs> and you, I keep always telling you before, I'm like, how do you retain this stuff? You do. It's awesome. Yeah, you're calling your but, voice. You love it. You love it. You know, and I think that's it. You know, when you find that thing that you're, you know, mm-hmm. if if I had my choice of natural talents, I wish I could sing, um, but, but I can't. So, you know, I don't think any any <laughs> any help would do me any good in that case. So I, I'll just be grateful for the natural talent I do have, which is the ability to read, understand, and retain things. I mean, I, I know that's my strength, and I, I'm yeah. grateful for it. So um, I'll just leave my singing to yeah, the shower awesome. in the car. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we're. Uh, it looks like we're going to have to wrap this up. We had some calls to get to, but we are out of time. So um, I would encourage everybody, download our app. We haven't talked about our app in a while. Um, really, really easy to find. Do a Google search for Audio Road app. Audio Road, one word, A-U-D-I-O-R-O-A-D, no space, app. And do a Google search, the top two hits. First one will be Android, second one will be uh, iOS. It's a free app. It does one thing. It does it really well. You open up the app and you can listen to our show. You listen to it live. You listen to all our back shows. You can listen to Destination Health, Questions, The Power Hour, uh, Larry Wingett and I do a monthly podcast now. That one's on the app. Really easy way to listen, and uh, it's free. So go get the app. Check out the website. We're always adding new stuff over there. It's letstruck.com. If you are interested in the tax plan, I've started a group on Facebook so we can keep everything in one place. When you're on Facebook, do a search for understanding the new tax law in trucking. That'll get you to my group on Facebook. Or go to my page and you should be able to find some links on there as well. Thanks, Kim, and thanks to everybody. We will see you next time. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. 